we've got an offer as well, we might use an existing video that's a how-to video or what you need to know um, and just refilm a quick intro to it that'll be offer-specific. That's the voice of Bryony DeVere, co-owner of Accelerate Auto Electrics down the road from me here on the Sunshine Coast in Queensland, Australia. So what's an auto electrical business doing on the Engage Video Marketing Podcast, I hear you ask? Well, keep listening as these guys have been doing awesome stuff with video marketing for their small business and there's a lot we can learn. This is the Engage Video Marketing Podcast, helping you engage your ideal audience to action through online video. I'll be bringing you the absolute best in the world of video marketing, content creation, storytelling and marketing strategy as together we grow to dominate online video and build profitable businesses. I'm your host, Ben Amos. Now let's get on with the show. G'day and welcome back to the Engage Video Marketing Podcast, where we dive deep into the world of video marketing to attract your tribe and grow your business. Now, as you can probably hear, I've got a bit of a cold coming on and my voice is probably on its last leg. So hopefully it can stand through this introduction because I'm really looking forward to sharing with you episode 73 today. And in this episode, I'm bringing you a sort of small business video marketing case study. See, I first met today's guest, Bryony, probably five or six years ago now at a business networking breakfast I took part of for a number of years. See, at the time she was operating her small bookkeeping business and her husband was running a mechanic and auto electrical franchise here in my local area. So fast forward a number of years and they've now started and built their own business, Accelerate Auto Electrics and Air Conditioning from a one man in a van kind of operation to now having over 11 staff, three mobile vans and a workshop. And what excites me is that they've thrown themselves full on into video marketing to help grow that business. See, I've been watching what they've been doing for a while now, and I wanted to bring Bryony onto the show really to share with you all about their journey with video marketing for their small business and to hopefully inspire others in business, to inspire you guys, the listeners of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast, to just get started with video. So in this chat, we learn about a critical motivator that pushed them into action with video in the first place, and we unpack the fears and hang-ups that almost prevented them from getting started at all. We chat about their strategy for planning and executing content while still maintaining a busy workload of vehicles in their workshop every day and find out why some videos in their strategy are more effective than others at driving the right sort of sales to help grow their business. Now, Bryony and Andrew are mostly just working out this video marketing stuff as they go. They're not clients of mine. I'm just admiring what they're doing from a bit of a distance. What I'm really admiring is that they're just taking action and giving it a go. There's so much to be gained from this approach when it comes to video marketing. And I know that you'll get value from hearing about how they've done it and how they're thinking about this. In fact, the end of this interview it kind of became a bit of a impromptu coaching with Ben session. So Stay tuned to the end to hear more about some of the information that I share with them about how they can be more strategic about what they're doing with video marketing for their business. So enough from me before my voice gives out. Let's get on with the show as I welcome Bryony DeVere from Accelerate Auto Electrics and Air Conditioning. Bryony DeVere, welcome to the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. It's, it's great to have you on and I'm really looking forward to this chat today. Hey Ben, how are you going? 
Very well. Look, um, as I mentioned in the introduction there, I've known you for a number of years and you are local local to me here on the Sunshine Coast. But the reason why I wanted to bring you onto the show is 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 you and your business, what you've been doing, particularly around the in the space of video marketing for your for your local business has been, I think, really interesting to me as a video strategist. So I wanted to bring you on for the listeners today to explore your reasons behind what you're doing with video and, and some of some of your learnings that you've taken away through integrating video into your business. So I guess before we get into that, can you tell me a little bit about <laughs> who is and what is Accelerate Auto Electrics and you know what got you started in this path with video in the first place? Yeah, for sure. So um, we run an auto electrical and air conditioning business on the Sunshine Coast. Um, when I say we, there's my partner, my um, Andrew and myself. So he's a trade qualified auto electrician. Um, and my background is finance and bookkeeping and accounting and that sort of thing. Um, and always been small business admin. Um, so we moved to the Sunshine Coast from Brisbane 10 years ago now. And we... Um, Andrew had businesses in Brisbane, all mechanical or auto-electrical based, and so it felt natural just to, you know, start again. Um, our tagline is kind of from one man in a van to we've now got 16 of us here in the office or in the workshop um, in Maroochydore. Um, and, yeah, so probably for us to get into video, um, I'm just trying to think of how many years ago it was. It was probably about three years ago, coming up to three years. Um, we've been We've always worked with a coach of some sort. Um, and the coach we were with at that point in time was just, you know, you need to start getting into, um, more marketing and um, we weren't really doing a lot of marketing. Um, and yeah, we, you know, I can remember him sitting there going to me, you've got to hit send on this e-newsletter sort of thing and the stress and the mindset around it and the, I, not the fear of failure, but the, um, you know, just what if something's wrong or someone doesn't like it or no one opens it, um, and so, yeah, working with that business coach, we um, set out some strategies to improve um, our marketing and, yeah, video was one of them and the reason was mainly for video. Um, we do air conditioning, as our name says, and we that's typically a summer-based um, specialty. So we sort of start, you know, really ramping that up in probably... Uh, November through to April um, and the rest of the year we were making a loss. Um, we had, you know, a lot of full-time staff that we were paying and we didn't have enough work for um, and, yeah, as I alluded to before, we had a significant loss over a four-month period of about $90,000 um, and we just had to hope that in summer we'd pick that up and make that up. So for us we wanted to find an area um, of jobs to fill our gap for in um, the winter period. Um, and after, you know, sitting down with the business coach, we decided for us that was things like um, dual batteries and caravan setups. So we do all the 12 volt wiring for them. Um, so off the grid kind of camping, there's a few keywords sort of thing in there that people, you know, are familiar with. Um, and yeah, as part of that, it was really to get ourselves ranking in Google and, um, that's pretty much it. We wasn't really for anything else. Every other sort of stuff you can kind of pay for a bit, but we wanted to rank organically in Google and get good Facebook promotions and ads going. Um, and video was just a big part of that strategy for us. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. I want to circle back onto something you mentioned there before around that, that fear of marketing, that fear of sending an e-newsletter, of putting yourself out there, you know, fear that what if someone doesn't like what you have to say or, or the mm. message have to share. Um, I'd love to unpack that a bit further with you because I think for a lot of people in small business and even larger business, there is, there is fear around, 
around putting yourself out there and saying that you've got something to share. Um, mm-hmm. And now, particularly on video, I imagine that fear can be compounded even further. The idea of not only are you, you know, putting your thoughts and ideas out there into the world, but you're doing so on video, which is a very personal method mm. of doing so. So, you know, <laughs> how, do, how do you feel about that now? Or how did you so, feel about you and how uh, do you feel? Uh, my strategy was back then was to write a script and force Andrew to record it. Um, <laughs> Or even, you know, he had to have a lot, he has to have a lot of input into the scripts because of his technical knowledge and I don't, you know, have that or it's something I've learned. Um, so that was my way of dealing with it and it just ended up in a, you know, husband-wife relationship where we just nagged at each other and he didn't want to do it because he had the fear. Um, and so anyway, one day it was just like, all right, stop it. I did drama at school. I'm going to do this <laughs> and I'm going to do it myself. So, um, oh, look, I take... It's funny, we haven't really had any negative feedback or maybe it gets edited out from me now um, from, you know, p- people specifically responding to a video or a piece of advertising. Um, we haven't ever, you know, had someone say, don't use them or blah, 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 had a bad experience or something like that. Um, so I guess that's sort of not even on my radar anymore when I'm doing it. Um, but I still feel that, personally the videos although Andrew is doing them now it's both of our faces out there um you know if we get a negative review or if we get we send out customer feedback surveys if we get something to me that hits really hard quite because it's our face on the business sort of thing so um look you've just got to take it in your stride we especially in summer we're doing like 160 cars a week so there's always going to be we're not going to please everyone Um, And it's probably taken me, you know, three or four years to, I guess, come to peace with it a bit if we do get some bad feedback and take a bit of a, you know, outside view of it and work out what happened or what went wrong and that sort of thing. And especially on YouTube now, we typically the things that we get are, um, I don't know, dodgy old old men's comments is what I want to say. I've had a few marriage proposals and like just in (laughs) random comments of videos and things like that. So it's actually quite funny. Um, But, yeah, it is is hard. I don't know. Just all I can say is just do it. Just hit the button, hit send, hit record. And it's interesting when you do put yourself out there, I think the the – weird math that we play with ourselves whereby one or two maybe construed as negative comments or mm. feedback can somehow outweigh the yes. hundreds of positive yes. comments you know, yeah, or the correct. positive impact that your content is making correct. to yeah. your business and, and the people watching the content. People will happily, you know, get on their high horse and behind on their keyboard and that sort of thing and whinge and moan, but it takes, you know, a lot more to get someone to give you positive feedback of their experience sort of thing. So, um, and that just comes with time, I think in business and yeah, stop letting it knock your confidence and yeah, keep going with it. Excellent. So let's, um, let's dive into now your thought process around creating videos because, um, I'm interested to find out how strategic you, you are around, you know, what are you going to make videos about? And there, there is a very specific area of expertise that you can share. People have mm. issues with their cars or they are interested in certain products involved with the auto electrician space, um, which are obviously some kind of low hanging fruit topics or ideas that you can create videos about but what's your process mm. coming up with the ideas that are going to really yeah. valuable 
yeah, for us, um, for us, we really sit down as a team um, and probably more so the front counter team. So it'll be our sales manager um, and maybe our mobile technicians and um, anyone that basically has custom contact and ask what questions they get asked by customers repetitively. Um, so that is then usually backed up by a bit of, you know, research in Google or YouTube as to what questions are being searched for commonly. Um, and yeah, just trying to, you know, work out, um, a strategy around that. So we, we typically have basically, I guess, winter where we're doing 12 volt stuff. So we might record, um, for that, um, in Australia, that's, you know, we're starting to record probably early next, early um, January, February to coming into winter. Um, and then, so we've just sort of done some AC stuff probably two months ago that'll be coming out for the summer season and that sort of thing. So we kind of, I guess, go around that and then we just try and come up with more questions that we get asked. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much our strategy on brainstorming. There's no real, um, you know, technical way of doing it for us. We just really have a chat as the, as a sales team and see what works and what we think will, our customers will want to know. Yeah. See, I love that. And I think that there's a lot that people listening can take away from, from that, because what you're really doing is, is really knowing your customer, knowing your audience by listening, you know, so through, through your front frontline people, I guess you're, you're gathering those common questions and that, those that understanding of the customer and, and using that to inform the content that you create, because yep. you're, what you're showing me there is you're understanding that it's about what value can you provide to, to your customer, to your audience, not about yep. it, like, I guess the other way you could have come about this is to say, well, what have we got to sell right now? You know, what's the, yep. what's the thing that's, you know, sitting on the shelf that we need to shift. Let's make yep. a video about that. And I think for a lot of people, particularly in say retail or in, you know, service-based businesses like that, they're probably thinking, well, what, what do we need to actually sell? Let's yeah. use video to try and sell it. But it sounds yeah. like you're not doing that, which no. is. No. So right we might, I, I was going to say, we might do that for Facebook lives, which we probably haven't been doing that much of lately. Um, but if we've got a specific something now for sale or on special, um, offer that's typically, yeah, when we'll jump into the Facebook lives. Um, but, and we might, if we've got an offer as well, we might use an existing to so say, um, we run an offer in winter on dual battery setups and that sort of thing. We might use an existing video. That's a how to video or what you need to know. Um, and just refilm a quick intro to it. That'll be offer specific, um, but then it leads into the information, but yeah, no, we don't, don't really go hard sell at all in our videos. Yeah, that's excellent. Um, really good. So when you, you've, so you've planned out your videos, you've mapped out p possible topics. Um, you yeah. mentioned before that, at least in the early days, you were writing a full script and, you know, yeah. forcing it upon Andrew to record that. Um, <laughs> what, what is your process now of production? Um, you mentioned that you're doing, you're working in advance. So you, you're producing yeah. videos kind of now for, for release in, in yeah correct in yeah summer, so right? so I'm actually pregnant at the moment and so we've just recorded videos um up that'll last us basically six months in advance um was basically the idea behind it sort of thing so um 
Yeah. So the process now, same thing. So we brainstorm, come up with a list of ideas. Um, so we've got a full-time marketing manager here now. And so she will um, write as much of the script as she can, do the research on it and that sort of thing. Um, a lot of them, they'll then come to myself um, and I'll try and, you know, redo or edit or add in whatever I can. Um, I do do a lot of front counter stuff. So um, I actually honestly do find some of the comments we get are that the videos are very basic. Like if Andrew will sit there and explain to someone, he'll assume that they might know what an Anderson plug is. Whereas for me, I'm like, hang on, what's an Anderson plug? Let's step back a level and explain that. So I think having that, you know, no background information, knowledge when you're looking at a video script is quite good. Um, And then finally, it'll go through to Andrew and he'll you know, there's a couple with him at the moment that he basically has to write himself because we just do not have the technical knowledge on it. Um, but we try and eliminate his input as much as possible, just simply for time saving factors. Um, and yeah, then we basically, so once we've got the four, six, however many videos we're doing, um, at a time we'll set a filming date. Um, we will, we generally just film around where we are, like our workshop sometimes. Um, we have gone to a local caravan park and set up, we've got like a camper trailer caravan thing and we have set that up so we could film inside it. Um, but yeah, we're typically just around the workshop, um, change of scenery sort of thing. We've got a bit of greenery around here or we've got a big, um, logo sign sort of thing that we can film in front of, or we've got mobile vans. So we just try and change the background. We're filming four to six videos. We might do two, with you know, two, three different backgrounds sort of thing. Um, yeah. And then it goes to edit. We usually have a rough idea of the videos that we've got in stockpile and when that's going to run out and when we need to edit by. Um, but we do do a full script. Um, I, I use a teleprompter for myself, um, on a mobile, like just on a mobile phone. So it clips onto our, the tripod. Um, yeah, it's kind of, as I'm getting more knowledge, I think within the industry, I, um, sometimes find the script a hindrance cause you want to sort of, you know, when you're saying it out loud and in front of the camera, you want to explain something that little bit more. And so you might just have to ignore it run with yourself and then go back and pick up and that sort of thing. Um, but Andrew's te- a lot better, just ad hoc sort of thing, you know, a few dot points of what he needs to cover. Um, he's almost better with someone with a piece of paper there kind of thing, holding up the dot points so he stays on track um, and not having a script. So that's about so it. When, yeah, we'll go to so edit. You, yeah. are you, you're, you're filming it yourself as well? Are you, are you bringing in a production company or are you using your iPhone? So we have got... Uh, so for the ones that we script, um, we have got a girl that used to subcontract do some marketing for us that comes in and edits them um, and films and edits. Um, and so she's got just a better quality camera and all of that sort of thing for us. Um, but she's, I think we've been working with her, um, I can't think when it was, but pretty much two years sort of thing pretty from pretty early on. Um, and then we do what we call job spotlights. Um, so if it's, if we've got a car here that's had, I mean, I'll go back to the dual battery or caravan example. They're typically the ones that we do the job spotlights on. Um, and it's fully set up. You might be talking, generally talking 1500 to $3,500 spend with a customer. Um, the job might be done early and we might go, right, let's do a quick video on it sort of thing. And so it's a common job that we do. Um, so that we'll just do on our iPhone. We don't even use a mic. Um, yeah, we just film on the iPhone, probably, you know, do 10, 15 takes. It's usually in the workshops. The lighting is not that fantastic. Um, and yeah, then we just edit that ourselves here. 
Yeah, so looking for those opportunistic times to create video as well when yes, you've got, yeah. you've got yeah. certain jobs that are worth sharing, I guess. Yeah. yeah, and for us that's very keyword specific. Like people will put in Toyota Land Cruiser 200 series dual battery system and so that's what it's called, basically the video, um, and it's really, you know, a common car that we will do dual batteries in. We literally had four in one day um, in the workshop that we had to do. So um, it's those sort of jobs that we do regularly that we really like to get a video up. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. So you mentioned that you are using some, I guess, outsourced help um, to to film yeah, and edit. Correct. I yeah. think for for sustainability of a of a of a strategy like this for a small business is probably a good way to go. Um, yeah. But when you, when you uh, within your business processes kind of weigh up the return on investment for your video content, you know, how do you, how do you see that? Because I know that it's not always direct yeah. like video equals sale, right? Uh, to, uh, to me it does. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know if that's, I can't, I'm trying to think back to what I used to think, you know, two and a half, three years ago. But to me now, I know if we put that video out there, um, we'll get the views on it. We, we use it in our e-newsletter. Um, it goes to our blog, it goes to YouTube. Um, I know that we'll get the views and we'll get the sales out of it, but that's because we've been doing it for yeah two and a half, three years sort of thing. Um, so it's not to me, it's not a sales point. So I'm not going to produce a video and have instantly have $10,000 worth of sales next week once I put, um, publish that video. It's that branding, the SEO and all the benefits of that. And we ask all of our customers where they come from and we're pretty much 45 to 50% are from online referral sources. So Google, YouTube, Facebook. Um, so to me, that's, you know, that's speaking for the videos and the blogs and everything that we're putting out there around that is definitely driving that 50% of our sales. So, um, although there's not a direct, I saw this video and here's the name of it. Um, I know it's, you know, affecting our sales for sure. Yeah. So when you, you know, when I, I look at your YouTube channel, for example, I can see you've you've had some success. I mean, certainly there's some views with with less, or some videos with less yeah. view, um, and so and that's always going to be the way. But you've got some yeah. videos, for example, with you know 147,000 views, 36,000. <laughs> I think 20, that's our first video as well. The most basic that video. One? That's the first one. Yeah, yeah, the first one. Um, and it is our top performing video. It's not because it's like an accumulation of time it is literally every week our top performing video on youtube and it's very interesting that this video is what the buttons on your vehicle air conditioning do so it is a very very simple video but it's obviously something that a lot of people are searching for so i think you know playing devil's advocate here there are people you know small business owners out there who are considering video but they're thinking you know how is that going to directly relate to sales in my local area you know you're based on the sun coast I'm sure that 147,000 people on the Sunshine Coast haven't necessarily watched this video about air conditioning. Yeah. Um, but so those views, those the traffic is coming from all over the world there. How does that equal, does that yeah. equal results for your business? Um, so that particular video is heavily international views. Um, YouTube tells us that. Um, and it's funny, we looked at it one time and it was... Um, we like had, I can't remember how many it was, but say 10, 20,000 views overnight. And there was like this heat wave in India. 
And so it was like that literally was it where everything was coming from. Looked at the weather over there and saw the heat wave. Um, so once again, for us, I think going back to those, probably the videos that have got the lower views are quite specific about a job, a car make, a um, caravan make, um, a product. And they're the ones that perform and get mentioned by customers are the smaller ones, the local ones. So for us, I mean, I don't know if this, if it helps, but generally in the intro or the outro of our video, it's high on grinding to be from Accelerate Auto Electrics and Air Conditioning on the Sunshine Coast or we're in our Maruchador workshop today and just using a few of those keywords within the video. Um, so that will help our local area stuff. Um, you know, we will package stuff up and send it as well as a package to other places if need be. It's not our ideal. We want to be selling, uh, we want to be selling labor hours. Um, but we will ship stuff as well. Um, but yeah, you know what, we're cool. If we get calls regularly from people in Perth, just wanting some information, technical information sort of thing. Um, and we're happy to provide that, um, doesn't matter that they're not here and they're probably not ever going to be a customer. We're happy to answer questions and everything like that. Yeah, it's interesting. The idea of putting yourself out there and becoming a a thought leader in in a niche in a space um, can have a lot of flow on effects to to an actual business. And what you're what you're mentioning there of the idea of certain videos strategically created to you know be relevant to very specific products and or services that you sell, you don't necessarily need, you know, 147,000 views on those videos. You just need the right number of views for the right people who are going to walk through and become, become customers. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. And look, something I haven't totally random what we do is we've actually produced a video fairly recently. So we do ACs, we might do, um, AC, we call it an AC check where we'll find out why your car air conditioning isn't working. Um, and we might do 16 to 20 of those a day in the workshop. So we have a spiel that we have to go through with the customer about the process we go through. It's a regulated gas, yada, yada, yada. So we've done a video um, that now gets text messaged out to all of our customers um, before they come in. Um, so it's basically on booking. It gets text messaged out. We ask them to watch it. Um, and just, I think for us, the clarification with the customer around um, the process, the pricing, um, and if people just go, Oh, it just needs a regas. And it's like, okay, no, cause the gas is harmful to our environment. We're not legally allowed to do it. We'll lose our license. And so just explaining all of that, it saves time on check-in for us. Um, so the, the front counter people aren't going through it all. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's, been amazing that that one particular video I mean it's probably only got three or four hundred views sort of things we've only been using it for a few months but and it's a private video we don't have it set to open on YouTube but you know if we weren't doing all these other videos I would not feel comfortable or confident to go hang on let's use video to solve this you know it was basically a backlog of people in reception waiting to be checked in because we had to do this spiel to them love it and what you're whether you're deliberately doing this or not what you what you're doing there is integrating video strategically through the the whole customer journey funnel and um i talk about the full full funnel video strategy of you know video at the top of the funnel of awareness content um, and through to social engagement content, which is providing helpful, valuable information, which the majority of your videos are. And then, you know, videos for the purpose of conversion or helping to, to smooth that sales process. Um, yeah. And then, some of what you're talking about there is even post sales, even videos used throughout the actual service delivery process. So I think that's, yeah. that's really important for, um, 
for you listening to understand that it's not necessarily about, you know, one type of video done in one particular way, but thinking about how you can integrate video strategically through mm. the whole customer experience. Mm. Um, yeah. I'd love to just find out from you if there is anything that as you've started to roll out video more effectively throughout your brand, you know, what's, what's surprised you or, or what, what kind of key learnings have you taken away from this process? If anything, uh, it surprised me that people watch, um, to start with. Um, yeah, it's different. The different mindsets like Andrew will watch a video to learn something um, and look, even our technicians in the workshop will watch videos regularly that are available on YouTube to fix a car or diagnose a car and everything like that. And that's, I typically don't, that's not me. So that's, I guess, understanding the different learnings that people have or the way they learn. Um, so that's been a big one. Um, uh, we, we had like on Facebook, we did a, um, so it's not related to our, a specific product we do, but we had, a, we said, I said before, we've got a camper trailer. Um, and so it was storage solutions for Jayco pop top caravans, I think is the, was the title of it. Um, and we just, the, we shared it into a few groups. There's a quite a couple of like Jayco caravan owners groups on Facebook. Um, and we had 25,000 organic reach in five days, I think it was. Um, and just that sort of, you know, that people, the power of that. So it might not be a specific topic of that's got nothing related to what we do, but what that allowed us to do was on Facebook, um, our page likes went up. We pinned a video saying for the Jayco caravan storage solutions, but it was on 12 volt setup. So it was a 12 volt setup in our Jayco one. So we watched the story, although the storage one is, you know, like a better ranking one that got a lot more views. We also increased our views and questions and leads on the 12 volt one, which is specifically what we do. So, um, that's been pretty, you know, just, I guess sort of was a defining moment where we're like, okay, we don't have to do videos specific to what we do. Basically. Um, it is in a roundabout way, but it's not, you know, we don't provide, it was just stuff from Bunnings or Kmart or anywhere like that. Um, I love it. And further to that, you've, I've, I've noticed you're also doing videos around, you know, popular camping sites and, and things yeah. like that, understanding yeah. that your audience are yeah. campers, caravanners, um, and yeah. they're probably interested in places to go as well as, yeah. you know, issues with their electrical systems as well. Yeah, right? correct. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got um, an ebook as well, something probably we wouldn't have done, um, but that's on, Sunshine Coast region, like camping options and that sort of thing within the Sunshine Coast. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think what else. Um, and I think, yeah, for me, go back, like go back to the basics. That's probably some of the comments we've got in YouTube is don't assume that a person knows what you know um, and explain it to them in very basic terms basic yeah and go back to the basics and um I still would love to get Andrew and I like on a QA and a together sort of thing so he's answering some questions um I think that would like an interview one would be quite quite good because that's how he responds well and once again I sort of you know like to explain the detail in it to people that know nothing um and yeah and we use it in our uh, follow-ups um so we might get a lead in um from our website, say they submitted an inquiry, they'll tick a box to say dual battery. Um, and then that then follows through into some automation that'll have some um, videos in there 
of YouTube ones and that. So we don't, we recycle the content. We don't create specific content for that. Um, but it's, you know, just change the text in the email and then a few, um, few of the links to videos on stuff they might want to know that might help them make a decision um, and save our sales team time in explaining part of the process or the, yeah, the um, product, I guess, the end product that they need. Fantastic. What automation software are you using? Uh, we use Infusionsoft, um, but simply because it links to our job management system. That's probably yeah. the only one that um, was available to link in at that point in time, which is probably in about um, nine, nine months we've had it now. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, excellent. Mm. So mm. you mentioned before, um, you know, your reasons for starting, you know, you being more deliberate about content creation, videos, blogging, working on building your organic search results, um, mm. particularly to get over some of those lulls of business in the winter winter months. So, you know, yeah. can you share maybe some of your, your overarching strategy results here and, you know, are yeah. you planning on continuing to yeah. grow on? Well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We've dro- dropped our video production back. I think we we're doing weekly or fortnightly releases. We're now doing every three weeks just because like a lot of our content is evergreen. Um, so we've dropped that back, but we're definitely, it will always, I think at this point in time, be a part of our marketing strategy. Um, as far as figures go, um, so the first winter we, you know, we ran out the dual batteries, caravans type market um, we broke even. So to go from, you know, a significant loss of 90K over, you know, four or four months sort of thing, um, to go to a break even is just a massive, as a business owner, mindset wise, like we used to talk to our staff of, oh, you can't take leave over summer because that's when we're busy and that keeps your job through winter. I mean, just the way that that's changed our mindset and the way we talk to our, our staff sort of thing. Um, and then this last winter that's just gone, we've run a profit. So um, I think we've, I can't remember, we weren't up 50% on sales this year, but it was close to it um, through that winter period. So we're seeing the continual growth um, around it. Um, it's now to the point we've got so many leads for that particular product segment coming through even in summer. Um, yeah, so it, it's, I mean, it's been phenomenal to, for our business. It's, um, I mean, we rank in Google now organically for most of this sort of stuff. We've tried AdWords campaigns, but we didn't feel like paying for it made a huge difference to our lead leads. So we've just, you know, concentrate on working organically and getting up there and, yeah, trying to dominate those first sort of four or five spots in, in Google. Clearly as a result of the, the compounding effect of the content that you've been creating. Um, yeah. And it really is, it really is a long game as I'm sure you, you have recognized mm. that it's not a matter of creating a handful of videos in, in one case and sticking them up on YouTube and, and mm. hoping that it does the job for you. You guys have really committed to and, and been dedicated to it over now over a period of a few years and you're starting to to really reap the benefits and we'll continue yeah. to because yeah. as you yeah. mentioned evergreen content you know you it, you're going to continue to get views and leads and and traffic and seo ranking boost from from the videos that you're creating yeah yeah so <laughs> it's great <laughs> so uh, is there any elements of your video strategy that you are struggling with right now that um you know, that you feel that you, you could do better with? Uh, for us, I guess to like without, it sounds silly, but YouTube to me seems quite easy. And I feel like we're kind of missing something behind the scenes. I mean, even though we're getting the views, but it's pretty easy to 
upload your video, um, give it a title, um, put some tags in, create a thumbnail. We use, you know, programs like Canva and that sort of thing. Um, I don't know. I kind of feel like even though it's working for us, I feel like it's money for jam. It's easy. And I feel like we're doing something, not that we are doing something wrong, but there must be something we're missing kind of thing that we could be making more on. But I don't know. Is it that simple? I think it, for me, it comes down to you can you can always do things better and, and optimize things better when it comes to YouTube. Um, and mm. you know, having a quick look around your channel, for example, uh, I think there is some some small tweaks you can make, and also to consider the the evergreen back catalog of videos as well of looking at ways to there you know there is value in changing a thumbnail or adjusting some tags, adding in some additional tags, you know, for different products that you may have. So you may have some videos that have been really successful for you. Um, Thinking about YouTube as a library that's open, open for Mm. people to borrow from that library anytime. And even the old books, you know, or in this case videos from this library, Mm -hmm. um, you know, are still going to continue to be engaged with. And, you know, how are you going to, merchandise your library so that the old stuff can continue to be engaged with, you know? So I think that there, there's really good ways that you can look back at some of that old stuff, improve, adjust the thumbnails, make some small changes, um, maybe at the titles and, and how you can just tweak those and test that and measure it. Look at your data, look at your analytics and see, see what's, what's working. Um, and obviously, you know, measure that, you know, like I said, look at the analytics and look at the data and, and focus on, you know, those small tweaks I think can make a real difference. So you, you mentioned you cut back on production, which is, Mm. is, Mine makes makes sense, um, but use that back catalogue. I think would be would be a great yeah. place to start. Um, so are you using any YouTube tools like um, VidIQ or TubeBuddy? VidIQ, I'm familiar with. I will look at it. Yeah, but no, not TubeBuddy. Yeah, well, they, they do the same sort of thing. So you know, we okay. tend to VidIQ here, but there is a free version as well, which just gives you some insight into. Uh, yeah. YouTube uh, keyword research and, you know, mm. optimizing your videos for, for audiences and just mm. give you a really clear ranking on this, this video is optimized really well, or this one, you need to look at doing this, this, and this, um, mm. you know, using things like tags and uh, end cards and um, cards, YouTube cards as well. Mm. So are you making use of those sorts of things on no. YouTube? No. So super simple little, little, you're obviously, I mean, you're, you're obviously doing a great, a great job as well. Um, but you're doing it more naturally and organically. And like you say, just winging it. So, you know, starting to think a bit more strategically about some of these things yeah. may just make the, make the difference that you need. Um, yeah. and you mentioned that you are repurposing some of these videos on, on Facebook as well. And yeah. what's your process yeah. around that? Um, so yeah, they just all, I guess, get uploaded onto Facebook. Um, we will reshare them. Um, so we try and share a video on Facebook a week sort of thing. So or Instagram as well. Um, so we're, yeah, resharing the older videos a lot more on there. Um, and then also we're doing blog blogs out of them. So we'll get our videos transcribed via, um, Rev and, 
we'll use that as like a blog post, just tweak it a little bit, format it nicely. Um, but yeah, no real, we're looking at, I can't remember what system, but basically, um, a version, not Hootsuite, but a version of Hootsuite where we can, um, you know, schedule more posts, basically upload a video or a link, um, you know, come up with say 20 different, um, texts for them. And then that will auto schedule them basically for us over a period of 12 months and that sort of thing. So that's one of the, the things that we're wanting to work on at the moment is reusing that existing content that's there, repurposing it. Yeah, excellent. When it comes to distribution strategy around your videos, one one of the things that I always recommend is is for businesses to really consider what is their primary platform and mm. then consider a secondary platform for the videos. So, you know, in yeah. this case, you know, as we've established your primary platform that's really going to move the needle for your business is is YouTube for YouTube. the videos. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, one of the things that you need to be, I guess, conscious of or careful of is if you are taking videos and, and uploading them directly into Facebook uh, from your YouTube channel, then potentially you are lessening the ability for someone to, or the likelihood of someone to engage with a video on Facebook and then go over and check you out on YouTube. So yeah. you know, one good way is to consider using the Facebook videos as a way of kind of teasing the content on on YouTube um, yeah. and, and encouraging people to head over to YouTube to, to see yeah. the full videos or perhaps depending on your topics of your videos, you may have more of a, a generalized video, which is used on Facebook. And then the call to action from that is, you know, go to YouTube go to, to YouTube. specific yeah. uh, and learnings yeah. about that specific thing. Right. Yeah. And obviously okay. on Facebook as well, uh, you know, uh, if you're utilizing, captions, transcripts and things like that, that's, that's fantastic. But yeah. considering how you can repurpose your videos into maybe shorter bite-sized chunks of video for Facebook and maybe yeah. editing, editing them into a square aspect ratio with, with uh, burnt in captions. So with text on the video yeah. as you yeah. probably quite commonly. And that way, yeah. if they are less than 60 seconds, you could potentially use them as, as a, uh, teaser videos um, on Instagram yeah. as well yeah. Um, yeah. back to YouTube. So yeah. yeah, I think there are some ways to, to systemize some of that uh, yeah. traffic driving back to YouTube because like you've recognized YouTube is, is where you need to be focusing your time and attention because that's, what's going to cr increase your organic search results and yeah. lead to that continued success for your business. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I guess okay. that's probably what I would suggest as well. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. Well, while we're in this coaching mode, I guess, is there any other questions or any, anything else I can help you with? Um, I probably just need lighting options for workshop for our job spotlight. It's like one of the burning things that I keep looking at some of our videos and going, oh, we really need to improve the lighting in these sort of ones. So, um, yeah, and you, you're you've also got, filming in very tricky situations, aren't you? Usually yeah. in a car or under a car or in a Yeah, in a correct. Car as yeah. Well. So we've yeah, got I mean, there are the guys' tool lights sort of thing that we they're magnetic and we can put on something to film, but it's creating shadows everywhere. And yeah. Yeah. So I mean, using those little LED type um, lights would be would be fine and very similar to a magnetic tool light, I would imagine, mm. if they are the right sort of color temperature. So you know, maybe a daylight or or a nice white white um, rather than a. Okay an orangey light, um, which I imagine yeah. your tool lights probably are. If you yeah. are casting shadows, uh, I would, I would suggest using two or three. So thinking about 
yeah. you know, you, you can Google three point lighting setup, the idea of having a key light on, on one side of the camera and then another light filling in the shadows on the other side. So 45 degrees from the, from the camera in a way. Um, and that's two points. And then the third point, you know, looking typically from behind or from above, um, behind okay. the talent. So and that would yeah. be your, your backlight. So the three point yeah. lighting can be achieved with lights that you have. So I don't know how many magnetic tool lights you've got, but you've probably got a few Hex, different places yeah. to magnetize them. <laughs> um, try playing with a couple of different lighting yeah, okay. setups using, using more than one light. And I think you'll, you might find that you'll be able to improve, improve the result just like that. Yeah. Okay. All right, cool. We'll do that next time. Excellent. Brian, it's been really good to have you on the show. And I'm sure for those listening, they've they've taken away a nugget or two and hopefully some inspiration to actually, you know, start using video for their own business. And for if you're listening to this show and you are creating videos for other businesses, then you know, I guess use Accelerate Auto Electrics as a as a great inspiration and case study for how you can advise the businesses you're working with to use video not just in the most immediate way that you think about, but using video to really respond to your customers' needs throughout the whole whole mm. journey that they go on to buy from you. And I think that's that's really good that you guys have been seemingly doing organically or or intrinsically just because you're you're switched on, um, which mm. is really awesome. And I, could, I wish you guys continued success as well and, and appreciate the insight you've shared on the show today. Cool. Thanks, Ben. It's been great. And of course, guys, you can uh, get the links to all of Accelerate Auto Electric's YouTube channel and Facebook pages and their website just to check out everything that they've got going. Even if you're not on the Sunshine Coast, even if you can't become their clients, I'm sure it would be interesting to check out what they're doing. So those links will be over in the show notes page at engagevideomarketing.com slash episode 73. Thanks again, Bryony. Um, good luck with video as you continue to do this and good luck with the business. Thanks, man. Have a good one. And that's it for another week of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. So thanks for listening. And as always, I'd seriously love to hear from you to let me know what you thought of this episode. And should we do more of these case study interview type sessions or, or maybe do more of more coaching sessions as part of this interview like this one? So let me know on any of the socials at engage underscore Ben or let's connect on LinkedIn. You'll find me more and more engaging over on that platform there too. Now, be sure to subscribe before you leave today. Then check out the show notes over at engagevideomarketing.com slash episode 73 because I'll have all the links to the Accelerate Auto Electrics YouTube channel, the website and more so you can check out what those guys have been doing. So I'll be back with you again next week. So until then, go do awesome strategic video for your business and I'm off to find myself a LEMSIP and try and find my voice. Take care. Hey, Ben here. I just want to take a moment to help you out with something. If you, like many of the Engage Video Marketing podcast listeners, are looking for ways to do video for your business better, then keep listening. I've put together a free foundations video course designed to help you better understand the fundamentals of effective online video strategy for your brand or business. The three-part video series will step you through the roadmap to ensuring you know what videos to make and why so you can get started the right way with video for your business. To jump in right now for free, head on over to engagevideomarketing.com foundations. I can't wait to see you there.